Welcome to the very first episode of the Red Bull Rant. My name is Jason Iapigo, and with me today is my co-host, Patrick McDonald. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Red Bull Rant, episode number 10, reaching double digits finally. I'm Jason Iapigo. With me is my co-host, Patrick McDonald. Hello. And joining us for hopefully the foreseeable future is our guest host last week, Truman. It's hammer time. Welcome to the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode... Welcome, my friends. The show never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. Hey, guys. How you doing? This is professional wrestler Cole Cabana. Mark Angelosetti here. Mr. Touchdown. Hi, this is Zach Watson. This is Tim Hall. And this is Dave Martinez, and you're listening to... You're listening to the... And you're listening to... And you are listening to the Red Bull Rant. Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant. The Red Bull Rant. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. I'm hanging out with Pat, and this is episode 150. It's a podcast about nothing. Mm, it's about nothing? Wait, nothing. How, how can we talk about nothing? We can't tell them it's about nothing. It's about nothing. Jay, say you go to a soccer game. That's a show. That's a show right there. So it's about Nothing. Nothing. Who would want? Like who would want to see me just going to a show or to a game? That's a show. That's a show, right? There. <laughs> All right. I well, think you may be on something. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 150th episode of Red Bull Rant. <laughs> it does not feel like this podcast started. Um, uh, was it like three and a half years now? Because it was January 2012. Have you listened to those early podcasts, Jay? Have you listened to them? Uh, when I it, it was 150 episodes. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> it was actually it was actually more than that. I tried to take account. Um, I think it got up to like 179 if you count like all the post game and like, special episodes stuff like that. So this is technically not 150, but fire county it is. So thank there you, you for joining us on episode 150. Uh, for those that are new, welcome. For those that aren't. Welcome anyway, because thank you for coming back. <laughs> Same shit, different week. If, you, if you've been with us for 150 episodes, God bless you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, so before we get into talking about Columbus, um, during the the intro, we had some of our openings in the past. You know, Pat and I, when we first started, when we Truman came along, and then you know some of the stuff after up until now. Gotta say, it's a, been a little bit of a weird journey. I mean, we. Pat, Pat and I started the show probably mostly through my pushing him more than anything else. Yeah, a little bit. And then Truman filled in for Pat one night, and he just kind of stuck around. So that's how it happened. Yeah. He didn't know what he was getting. Once you get in, you can't get out. Blood in, blood out. And then we've had you know so many different guests. We have our, our usuals like Dave Martinez, uh, Dan Forresting, who we're going to have on tonight. Um, Zach Wassink, who hasn't been available this year, but at some point he will. Um some guys from Once a Metro. Then we had, you know, like Alexi Lawless, um, Jimmy Conrad, Taylor Twellman. Um, that's probably it for the, like the bigger names. But then there's like the guys who were running the, the Steve Nash Foundation, um, the, their thing that they do every year. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head now. Um, Steve Nash Foundation? The the charity event, the, the game. I can't remember what they call it. <laughs> People kicking just, a ball around Foundation. Showdown what, in Chinatown? I, whatever it is. I don't know. Big Trouble in Little China. That's it, right? <laughs> sure, let's go with that. Um, you know, we, we kind of had guests from all different areas. Uh, Matt Doyle, too. I came for him. Uh, and uh, you're also leaving out the most important guest we've ever had. Our first guest. Ah, uh, yes. Kevin Doe. Um, legendary. Legendary not, not first only, interview. Not only was he the first guest, he was the first drunk guest, which is right. <laughs> a double experience. Uh, I, know, so I know we're probably not doing stuff for like 200, but it's just weird to think that we got this far. Anyway, let's move on to the uh, match that happened uh, a week ago, since we actually didn't have a midweek match the first time in like a month. So Amazing. That. 
Um, the Red Bulls went to Columbus after uh, four days after taking on uh, the New York Cosmos in the Open Cup. Ran out a mostly full squad against Columbus, which is kind of surprising. I think most of us thought we would see more of a split um, starter reserve squad because of the amount of games being played. Uh, the only notable absences were Dax McCarty because he runs into the fucking ground every time he plays, <laughs> so he needs to be safe from himself. And uh, Sean, um, Chris Duvall, who is out for the rest of the year, with a broken leg. Apparently he was back in practice today, um, not practicing obviously, but walking around on crutches and seemed to be in good spirits according to reports, so that's a good sign. Um, but so they went to Columbus, uh, lost 2-1, the team sort of faded in the second half, but there was some, there were, there were two non-handball calls. Yeah, I'm there. getting there, don't worry, we'll talk about it, Jay. We'll talk <laughs> you know about the, it. You know what the worst thing is? I wasn't going to talk about that. I am. <laughs> Alright, so let's just get right into that. So Truman, you go ahead and talk about it. That's, I, I figured it was your dislike, so go ahead. Yeah, listen, I, uh, I can let one handball in the box slide. One handball where the guy's arm is sticking straight out and hits his hand and goes down and not getting called, sure. Everyone makes mistakes, right? But two, two times by the same guy, almost the same exact sticking his hand out and not getting called, that is completely outrageous. I don't know how the side judge does not see that. I don't know how anybody doesn't see it. Uh, Jesse Marsh saw it. He was on the sideline. Even he saw it. And I'll get to him later, my, my like. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I, you, you can't blame referees for losing games. But this one, I mean, he, he cost them points, just plain and simple. There's no other getting around it. That ref cost this team at least a point, maybe three, who knows, depending on how the game went. But I'm sorry. I, I can't let something like that slide. Absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's really not much more you can say about that. Um, I think my big dislike is actually kind of just looking at the future is that you know, we don't have any left back now after this <laughs> game for a couple games. Um, you know, Kamar Lawrence is now with Jamaica. Roy Miller's with Costa Rica. Um, they, they drew each other last night, so you can only hope that maybe that, uh, you know, Canada, which I have to look at that, and El Salvador beat the, both, beat the crap out of both of them. And uh, they both come home soon and miss quarterfinals, and we have them back, and we only lose them for one game. But uh, that that's honestly my dislike, big dislike, because, I mean, other than that, the obvious one is the handballs. So problem with your Gold Cup scenario is that we lose Carl Met for a few games then, since he's with Canada. We have What's three. We, Carl Wimet is playing with Canada, so we have three players in that group. Yeah, but you know what? The way uh, our back line look, Carl Wimet. Uh, before Matt Miazga <laughs> came back. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right, but, I mean, Matt Miazga might be sold at some point this summer because he's kind of a hot commodity. Well, but can we anyway. can we get into that later, too? Can we, yes, chat, we, can we, we bring can. that in? We, okay. we'll, talk about that we'll talk about that later. Third segment. Third, third segment is our, our dumping ground, so anyway. It's where it's been all our bad ideas. I th- Jay, I think you just came up with the new, the new uh, name for that. The <laughs> dumping ground. <laughs> <laughs> Get into the dumping ground. Um, so my dislike is uh, the fact that Jesse Marsh kind of played um, mostly starters. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong; like they came out relatively well, but he, this was the sixth game in like eighteen, nineteen days. If the guys arrest, like it, if I feel like most fans would have been okay with the loss anyway, if they knew well, you know, we were basically giving it up for squad rotation. But just like you, you have to save their legs at some point, so. I, I don't know. I don't know who go, who goes into that lineup yeah. and, and hope to come out with any points. Well, I don't know who goes into the lineup now. That, uh, now that um, I, I Duvall's out, I, I don't know. Why I keep blanking on him, but I mean, we're gonna have we're gonna have an issue with that because Connor Lade is I, no offense to him, but he should not be starting at right back. He's not doesn't have the height for it. I, I think I think with this game, uh, maybe Jesse Marsh just told the guys, look, you know. This is the last game of this grueling schedule, and you're going to get a full week off. So just give me the best you have. Yeah. And they certainly had chances. I mean, they didn't get railroaded. They didn't get crushed in that game. True. I mean, that's 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 actually kind of saying something. That grant, granted, Columbus is blows in the standings, but they came out. Kai Kamara and Ethan Finley were doing their thing, and the Red Bulls still managed to only lose two to one with a gassed lineup in the second half. That's actually a pretty good testament to, I guess, a little bit of their fitness and and how much the team has improved since that um, slide like a month ago. And, and we thought Hans Baca was the fitness era, right? <laughs> Move over, Hans. All right, so time for our likes. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What did you like about this one? 
uh, like that uh, Anatole Mon keeps scoring. Um, you know, we were certainly worried for a while there, especially with um, BWP going cold. But it appears that Jesse Marsh has kind of figured out, um, you know, how to get some uh, offense out of this team. And that's putting faith in his young player and uh, moving BWP out left where he's playing much the role that, uh, you know, Thierry Henry played last year. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to see. It's good to see. I mean, it's, it's almost like an overall – one of the overarching themes of the season, it's good to see young contributing players to this team. I mean, this is something that in the post-Henri, post-Cahill era, uh, post-even Marquez era, that the team needed to get younger, uh, and they're doing that. And they're leaning heavily, and some of the best players right now on this team are young and hopefully will be with the team for some time. Uh, so that that's, you know, my big like is uh, Anatole Bong really seems to be, um, you know, a diamond in the rough that they found. Can we can we finally get the Anatole of Rock and Roller? Can we get that as a nickname? Can we get on that too? Look, there's there's one train and that's the Sean McClaws train. But I, I want we gotta get this cranking. I want this on t shirts. Anatola Rock and Roller. That's a good idea. First official Red Bull Rant t shirt. Yeah. The Anatola of Rock and Roller. Chris Jericho would approve. You know, I'm surprised I haven't come up with a t shirt yet. Like I've just I don't know. It seems, like something, it seems like something I would have done. But anyway. Hey, so my like is uh, <laughs> the aforementioned Jesse Marsh getting thrown out of the game after that second handball non-call? I love it. I love when I love when our coaches get fiery. Oh, yeah. And Pecky was fiery. Baca not so much. Jesse Marsh is the definition of fiery. I think it's these league these these guys who played in MLS, these American guys who know what it's like to be in it. And uh, like when they played blue team, and he was going crazy when Cristobal oh, scored, yeah. like losing his mind. I, I like the fire. And you saw in this game when he freaked out and actually got thrown out. I love seeing that. I mean, they right, they did get completely hosed, and he just didn't stand there and take it. Fantastic. Yeah, when I saw him walk into the locker room, I was like, why did he get sent off? And I'm like, oh, wait, you know, the referee kind of sucked today. So that kind of explains it. Um, my like of the game is... Giant Columbus Stadium lights? <laughs> no. White Miller scoring for Costa Rica? John, though. Because uh, he doesn't score for us, so. Um, He's a defender. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's go with the back line because, you know, they gave up two goals, but Perinel and Miazga, if they can somehow keep this partnership together for another, say, two years and get some good defenders on the wing. So we'll say like this. If they can keep Miazga, Perinel, and Lawrence and get someone to cover on the right, this defense would be the best in the league, I think, for, like, the next two or three years at this rate. Just like once, they, like once they once they get that chemistry going, I don't think that that a lot of teams would be able to get past them. I like the tradition so far of this uh, strong defense. You know, Pecky certainly started up, and Jesse's uh, continuing it. Absolutely, get those big guys in the middle and just wreak havoc. But you know, this, the unfortunate part is that Miazga and Lawrence are attracting some attention. So you know, unless the Red Bulls pony up some money, they may be gone. We're getting to it. Talk <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> about it all. Yeah, sorry, I know dumping ground. I, I, I know. <laughs> Um, all right, so predictions for this one. Uh, again, I failed to update the spreadsheet. I nice have, but you know, Pat's right here. I can get, I can get my lawyer on the phone yeah, right on. now. Good. Well, here's the thing. Hello, hello, shrill liberal lawyer. Yes, that is assault. <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Truman didn't. Truman got it wrong. I got it wrong. So neither of us. It doesn't help any of us. Pat got it right completely. And you better fucking count it. I will. Once I finally get around to seeing the spreadsheet, it will count. Don't worry. Uh, That's your problem, not mine. You don't, don't worry. You're not close enough to the belt anyway. I don't care. Brownie points, baby. Every point counts. It's a marathon, right. not a sprint. Uh, it's, it's a marathon, but we're halfway through the year. So, mm. I mean, it kind of matters. Anyway, uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back on, or come back, we're going to have on with us for probably like the third time this year because I... Don't keep track of that kind of shit. But uh, Dan Forestine from Forestine's Fire will be on with us. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to the 150th episode of the Red Bull Rant. Today with us, uh, 
for the umpteenth time from <laughs> Feuerstein's Fire, Soccer Newsday, Fansod.com, and wherever the fuck else he <laughs> puts his stuff up, Mr. Dan Feuerstein. Dan, welcome back to the show. I am all over the internet. You shall worship me. No. <laughs> is umpteenth an actual number? Yes, it uh, is. It, it's one below infinity, so. Okay. It's an official measurement. And just remember, guys, I just want to let everyone know out there, do not explode or set off fireworks. You might become lefty. <laughs> Don't put them on your head. That too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great to be back with you guys. I missed you guys. Uh, always love being on here. This is, as always, one of the best shows uh, out on the internet that is on the Red Bulls, including myself. Let's go, guys. Let's talk about it. We're ready to go. Too, too so, bad there's nothing to talk right. about this week, right? Nothing, I, I, nothing going on. I was going to say, speaking of fireworks, <laughs> the, the Red, Red Bulls social media is almost literally on fire. Almost. Um, there is a shit ton to talk about. Let's get in first to uh, a change this week made by MLS in terms of its roster rules. Uh, everybody heard of this thing called a core designated player. That is not going to happen in name, but in spirit. Uh, MLS has added this thing that they're going to call targeted allocation money, which is starting uh, this year. I think it's in a few weeks, actually. Uh, teams will get $100,000 a year the next five years, equaling half a million dollars, to use to buy down salaries, uh, or sorry, salaries plus transfer fees, because those count together for some reason MLS, because it's M- MLS and we don't have to do fucking math. But so the allocation money would be used to buy, or target allocation money. Sorry, we have to call it targeting because it's a special thing. <laughs> um, <so> that will <laughs> be used to buy down players underneath the designated player are so the max salary cap limit, so that, in effect, you're paying person a designated player salary, but they are not a designated player for that season, so the funds only last for one year when used. Um, the good examples is that are already out there, actually, Mick, Mick Discarude of New York City FC and Sasha Kleshin of the Red Bulls um, are technically making above max salary, but uh, they both teams used regular allocation funds at the beginning of the year to buy them under the cap hit, so both of them are in name, not a designated player. Um, I know that was a lot of shit that I just kind of went through. Uh, somehow went through all off the top of my head. Don't have to but Dan, what, what do you what do you think of this ever changing landscape of MLS rules? Uh, Pat, I like to buy a vowel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I you know Commissioner Don Garber. You know, you're the best commissioner that this league has ever had since Doug Logan spent only two or three years. Uh, when this league got underway, uh, <laughs> just for you to just give us these new rules with so much description, so much fun to talk about, my head hurts. I feel like I just had Excedrin headache number 229. Uh, can't we just raise the salary cap for God's sakes? Can't we just raise <laughs> nope. the salary cap for God's sakes? I mean, you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do. And once again, people will say, and Giovanni Dos Santos is now officially a member of the Los Angeles Galaxy. No. Oh, I, 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 you know, guys, look, I understand it's always going to be about costs, trying to keep costs down and everything. Okay, here's what you can do. Uh, and by the way, if you're a uh, Colorado Rapids fan, Bend over just a little bit more forward, spread them wider as always, but a little bit more, and just take it right up the rear. I'm telling you guys, it's just, um, like I said, raise the salary cap. That's all you got to do. Raise the salary cap. But that's that's so simple. Yeah. That, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, that, that actually makes man. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have 4,000 rules nobody understands? No. <laughs> Yeah, and and for what it's worth, what my description of target allocation is the simplified version. Like, there's this whole rule about pulling money forward and when money has to be spent by, and I'm not even going to try to figure that shit out. So. Yeah, I know. Hey, let's not forget 
PSG's coming after the Open Cup quarterfinal. Uh, we were we were gonna have to get there. You wait. Uh, do you have Do you have a copy of my agenda? Because that was literally the next item on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can still go with the agenda. All I want. All I wanted to say was if Javier Pastore wants to leave PSG and come on over, I mean, Ali Curtis is right there talking to probably, um, <laughs> uh, you know, the guys over in France that are probably already over here from Paris. Like, hey, listen, we'll take Pastore off your hands. We'll give you uh, all the transfer money and we'll give him the $500,000. I don't know. After uh, Peggy Lou do a walk, do you think PSG is going to play with us? Um, but So you, you mentioned it. Let's get right to that. Um when the Red Bulls defeated the Cosmos, they uh, were matched up against the Philadelphia Union in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup, scheduled for uh, the dates of July 21st to 22nd. Um, of course, you savvy Red Bull fans know that uh, we are currently scheduled to play Chelsea on the 22nd in the International Champions Cup, that much, uh, that, that very prestigious tournament that's been around for all of three years and doesn't actually mean jack shit. That's but right. uh, we tried to get the game moved back a week to the uh, 14th. The Philadelphia Union said, no, we have our own fucking friendly that we can't move because we make money off it. And basically said, well, we'll here's what we'll do for you. We'll allow you to move the game, but we get to host it. And the Rebels are like, fuck that. We actually care this year. So we'll keep the game. We'll put it on the 21st. But since Red Bull Arena is taken for the International uh, Champions Cup on the 21st at the time that you want us to play, we'll play the game at 4 o'clock and make it a double header." Where people have to pay twice to see both games. <laughs> really? Yeah, they do separate tickets for each game. You can't. Wow. Well, can't yeah, because because those, those ICC tickets are different because of the yes the promoter. No, you're right because because this is Charlie Stilatano's baby that uh, you know that 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 money goes to him while the Open Cup game money goes to the Red Bulls and the U.S. Soccer. You know, first of all, let me just say this once again, Don. Thank you very much for allowing a meaningless, friendly tournament. And no matter how many times you throw the commercials out there, this is not a friendly, this is serious business. Absolutely fucking not. The real business, gentlemen, as you know, Jason, Truman, Pat, and I, the U.S. Open Cup is the real business. Because fighting for a trophy instead of prestige is what should happen. And you know what? Let me also say thank you and F you to our good former MetroStars general manager who is now running Philadelphia, shit show as well, Nick Sikevich. Nick, I applaud you for being the dick you've always been. How do I know? <laughs> Some things never change. No, so nothing ever changes with that man. Just the sl- just one little boo that's not so loud, and Nick's already got the fences up. Defense mechanisms are up right now for Nick Sikevich because even his own fans can't stand him. <laughs> Welcome. Philly, we warned you, but you didn't listen. Good luck. Well, wait, wait, hold on. Are you saying that you don't want to win the International Champions Cup? I mean, that's one. We're already winning. I mean, we're we're two matches into this without having played Chelsea, and we're already at four points. We're, we're beating everybody in the field at the moment. But on an actual serious note, um, <laughs> I I had this idea, and I plan if if I get the time to make a post out of this. I want to hear what you think and. Pat has been banging on this drum of if the U.S. Cup's be taken seriously, U.S. soccer has to take it seriously. What if, and this is a crazy thought, <laughs> what if U.S. soccer treated the U.S. Open Cup like the FA Cup and played matches on the weekend? Of course, MLS take a week break. I would be opposed to it. I mean, just maybe this shit wouldn't have happened, right? Absolutely. And on top of that, U.S. soccer, fuck you for telling the Red Bulls that it's okay to put schedule that friendly in the ICC and then not and then putting them in the situation to begin with. It's it's, it's everyone's fault. It's it's you know US soccer's fault. It's MLS's fault because MLS, you know, we need a cash grab. We need we they well, need their annual cash grab because everyone here on this side of the Atlantic wants to see a preseason friendly. Well, I mean, come on. US soccer's getting a cut of the ICC too. So don't no, they I know that. like that they aren't part of it. No, they are. I know. Okay. It's just ridiculous. Uh, let, let me get my two cents in because this has been my uh, <laughs> point of contention yesterday. Go ahead. Uh, I, I understand the concept of making money, which I'm hoping these you know tournament games will make money. I understand that. I understand Philadelphia not wanting to move. Okay, I got it. So they have to play on Tuesday. They have to play at 4 o'clock. 
which totally sucks. But I'm so sick and tired of these stupid idiot fans still insisting that the Red Bull organization doesn't care about the Cup. They don't care because, well, uh, if you knew, you would have scheduled these these tournaments around the same time as Open Cup. You know what? You don't have a choice because you only have these teams coming in in July because then they go back to Europe and they prepare for the regular seasons. These games are going to make money. And it doesn't matter who's going to play for the Red Bulls against Chelsea. It's it's going to be no one you really know. know, It's going to be like the Red Bull 2 team. Mm -hmm. Look, 4 o'clock, yeah, totally sucks. But just stop the fucking bitching and moaning about how the Red Bulls don't care. Because they did fight to keep it at home. Did they not? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, What kind do you think they're going to bring out? Do you really think they're going to play a strong lineup in the first games and not a strong lineup in the third game? No. So again, shut the fuck up. Unfortunately, this is the this was the best case scenario. Yeah, it blows, but fucking deal with it. Yes, we want more fans there, but hey, it'll probably be as this game for the Silverbacks game. Sometimes you just have to suck up these situations and deal with it. Right. And stop just stop saying the Red Bulls don't care about the Open Cup because this year it's pretty clear that they do. Was this uh, Metro Fanatic or was this the Red Bull out people? You you name it. It was everywhere. Okay. That's what I thought. So all I can say is is that you're absolutely right, Truman, because they fought like hell to keep it, to put on a date for it worked for themselves, and it worked for the union. I even said to someone, uh, um, a friend of mine who's a big Rebel fan, I said to him, you know, fuck it. Just don't let any of the players from Philadelphia or the Red Bulls go in the All-Star game. Take them out of the All-Star game. Put that game on the same night as the All-Star game. Let's go. Let's play it. But no, you know, they did it this date, and that's fine. I'm ready to go. I'm glad I'm going to Red Bull Arena in the press box so I can uh, report the game, cover the game. And I'm hoping everyone, you know what you got to do then? Stop bitching about it. Contact your boss. Put in that vacation day and get your asses to Red Bull Arena. Let let me add this in. Um, not This is not... Well, first, with the fans, I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely curious how many people that are complaining about the Open Cup sold season tickets for the Chelsea match to make a profit. Right. That's just one thing. But um, you, people have to think of it this way. New York Red Bull 2 players cannot play in the Open Cup anymore. Nope. They played for the Open, New York Red Bulls 2, and they lost. They're cup tied, which That's right. means by default, the Red Bulls have to use their senior squad. So you're either going to see mostly starters or a split squad. You're going to see a, a very decent squad run out for this Open Cup game, not by choice, but because they have to. They are literally tied because their other team has lost their tournament. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, they lost to the Jersey Express one nothing on the the campus of New Jersey Institute of Technology. And um, you uh, know, quick quick side note: Go Rowans, fuck NJIT. All right, go ahead. <laughs> there you go. Boy, personal. I know, my goodness. But no, but Jay's right. I mean, you know, these guys are cup-tied. There's no way they're able to play for the senior side except for Anatola Bong, Sean Davis, whoever is on the roster for the MLS team. You know, those players will play for the USL2 team, but because the Red Bulls needed these guys – for the senior side for the Open Cup, they did not play in the round two match uh, against the Jersey Express. So basically, you know, a Bong can still play, Davis can still play. I don't know if McLaws is uh, cup tied, but we're gonna have to find out. My uh, under- my understanding was that any player on the MLS roster was held back from that Open Cup match, so they should and be. Available. McLaws, who's on the MLS roster, I believe. I can double check real quick. Yes, he uh, is. Yep, well, there, there you go. McLaws can play. Well, that's because he keeps showing up on the, the bench and Truman keeps banging the drum for his bandwagon. So I yeah, he's the man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but let's... I don't want to work. I drum all day. Sean McLaws! No. <laughs> all right, so let's, let's move on to another topic that has Red Bull fans, or at least had Red Bull fans up in arms. Um, today we found... That First off, if you don't know, or if you didn't hear before um, Thursday, the U.S. women's soccer team is having a parade down the Canyon of Heroes on Friday, when you are probably listening to this. Most likely the parade's already happened. Anyway. (laughs) 
I think, um, Jay, I think you really have to start this story from the beginning and work your way up, because this is my second point of contention of the evening. All right. So let's start from the beginning. So um, around, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11 in the morning, um, it, it was an, sort of leaked that uh, New York Red Bulls and NYCFC would have uh, floats in the U.S. Uh, Women's National Team Parade that's going to take place on Friday. Uh, the first reaction of many fans is, why the fuck are men's teams involved in, not just men's teams, but MLS teams involved in a U.S. women's soccer parade? Um, eventually you came need out. men for anybody <laughs> care about women. <laughs> All right, so then, down by the river. No. So, so the, then it came out that the Cosmos were not involved, so people were wondering why MLS and not NASL. Um, then it was revealed that... Nobody about NASL. Wait, Jay, Jay, before you reveal the float, is that what you're getting to now? So I'm going through, yes. Okay, hold on. I, I, I'm going to stop you right there, okay? And then, and then you're going to reveal what the float was for people who don't know. I'm not there to the float yet. I'm sorry. There's still okay. actually a few more pieces. All right, All right. So I'll, I'll let you know. All right, so next up was a report, I think, in the New York Post that um, MLS, Nike... Uh, I maybe like Pepsi. There's a, f- a few companies um, were helping to pay for the the parade because the city could not come up with the money for the sanitation and the police and all that stuff. So the city was trying to get what they could together, but it was, uh, sponsors were going to help get them the rest of the way there. So then there started to become well, the only reason that um, the MLS teams and not the Cosmos are there is because they're basically paying for floats. Then it came out about the floats. So before I do that, Truman. Yeah. You can step in now. Okay. So, in Facebook, the usual idiots, and of course we're complaining yesterday, you know, these usual morons who hate the Red Bulls, yet they still uh, watch the team for some reason. I don't know why. All they're doing is complaining about the float. No. They're, they're trying to steal the women's team's thunder. This is what they're trying to do. And I'm trying to explain. I'm like, you guys don't even know what the float is. And, and they're helping put money to pay for this parade. What's the problem? Uh, they're trying to steal their shine. I don't know if this apparently became a wrestling event using wrestling phrases like shine. No one knew what it was. Nobody knew. And they were just bitching and moaning. And oh, I don't want to see. I don't want to see a NYCFC or a Red Bulls float or MLS. Bitch, 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 bitch. So, Jay, please continue. All right. Actually, I got to make one comment because I was – Sort of guilty of something along the same lines. It was it was a gut reaction thing. I probably shouldn't have tweeted it out. But the comment I made, just to make sure that everybody knows I'm above board on this, the comment I made was, um, a, you know, whether or not the team should be there aside. I didn't understand why players would be involved in the parade when they should in theory be getting ready for Saturday because which was practice time, which was never said. It wasn't. That was, that was so. I, I'm being completely honest. That was an assumption on my part. That was a bad assumption. It was that was me reacting to what I saw on Twitter, and I shouldn't have done that, but I did. But anyway, so eventually the news came out. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know who got it first. All I know is that um, Aaron Bauer, who we've had on the show before uh, from Once Metro, he helps with uh, New York Red Bulls too, and does some MLS stuff also. Uh, he spoke to the team, and it came out that they would have uh, four young girls from the regional development school and one young female goalkeeper from the uh, Special Olympics on the Red Bulls float. This is a float provided by the Red Bulls, and it's going to feature those four players as well as um, the head of their like regional development school and their uh, social media person uh, who have been instrumental in helping the women's soccer through the Red Bull organization. So the float is featuring women. Um, there is one man on it, but he, his role is to help with women's soccer, so it's all in support of women's soccer. It is not and about it's not about any of the Red Bulls players, not the coaches, not the staff, strictly yeah. about women's soccer. And then everyone shut the fuck up, didn't they? Love it. Like I it. love it, idiots. Red Bull out. Just tools. Just don't get it anymore. Oh, because wow. everybody loves, everyone loves to jump the gun, just like the Open Cup. What did Jesse Marsh say to at that town hall meeting? 
He takes it seriously. They're taking it serious, right? They're not going to take it serious. They're not going to take it serious. Well, they do the past two games. Yes, well, they, they tried to do this game. Yep, and, and that's we, when Pat went off on the whole Lloyd Sam thing. Sorry, Pat. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. In, in, fair, in fairness, this this club, not Jesse March, but this club, has had a history of saying they're going to take the U.S. Open Cup seriously, and then they don't. So that, I oh. think, is where most of that reaction came from. The, Marsh and Curtis have proved everybody wrong, that they care about this tournament, and they're going to take it as seriously as possible. Right. Uh, why else would you run out a mostly first-team squad against Atlanta? Um, why would you run out a mostly first-team squad against the Cosmos? Why would you put your name into bid for a round of 16 in quarterfinals if you didn't care enough about this tournament. So, I mean, I, I think that's been right. proven that it's wrong and that the only reason sentiment exists in the first place was based on this, the history of the club and how they've taken it. And I think... Right, but again, they proved, they proved the doubters wrong after one game. True. But well, I think actually, this year has okay. proved that it's reverse course. Actually, just to, not to interrupt, but just to let you know, when they did the round of 16 draw, that everything included was the quarterfinal and the semifinal draw, which meant that the Red Bulls were hosting regardless. They didn't have to redraw. Correct. But the the thing is, to get both games, they had to put their name in for both, which they did. Correct. So it's in in the Red Bulls' case, all four teams, D.C., Philadelphia, the Cosmos, and the Red Bulls, put in to host both games. And, and they happened to win the draw, but they did still put their name in for both games, which means they had to take it seriously. Yes. So. Right. And then they help, you know, the league and every the teams help, uh, you know, pay for this parade. And what was it? Uh it's all about the Red Bulls, all about the Red Bulls. Now, mind you, if they didn't put a float in, oh, where's the Red Bulls float? Oh, they, they, they don't have any money. <laughs> they don't care. You know? I, I'm, so, I'm tired of it. I'm so fucking tired of it. They just want an excuse. They want to make up an excuse to say that the Red Bulls don't care for this and they don't care for that. And meanwhile, they're hosting the quarterfinals, and then they're going to host, if they do defeat, defeat Philadelphia, then they'll host the semifinals. It's just that simple. Right. And now they're going to have a nice, they'll have a nice float in this parade. That's it. For the Girls. Right. So, suck it, Lillian Dula. I just say because I know Pat's Pat's busy right now, so. <laughs> He's busy. That's why. You didn't get the accent right, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, 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 I did the accent. That's Pat. <laughs> suck it, Lillian Dula. There you go. <laughs> No, oh, we have to just, no, no, what we really need from Jay is to bring back every time we say his name that he scores against DC. You, I, I believe. Still that, got it? I, well, no, no. We, I, I, I have to go back and find it, but I believe that one of the moments we had a, a week or two ago was actually from that same show where Pat went off on about the NYC FC jerseys and you were speechless. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely correct. That's one of those rare moments. I'm like, why? <laughs> Pat, you go. <laughs> I tried. Um, That's right. right. <laughs> so two more things. Um, the Gold Cup started this week. The United States off with a 2-1 victory against Honduras. Um, two goals off the set plays against the run of play. So um, if Honduras was even like 70, or 55, or sorry, 50% better finishing chances, the the uh, U.S. probably would have lost that game. Um, you are what, absolutely what, correct. I, I imagine that the United States really doesn't have anything to worry about until they start hitting the, the knockout games, but how do you feel about the team's chances after that performance in, uh, in Dallas? I am willing to say that this was the one uh, brain fart that the U.S. was going to have. I mean, look at Costa Rica. They had a 2-1 lead at half, and then here comes the... Here comes the Jamaicans to make it 2-2, and that's the end of that. So, Kamara uh, Lawrence helping out, by the way. And, yeah. and, and apparently Roy Miller had some bad moments. You know what? That's Roy Miller. Let me tell you something right now. He can score for Costa Rica. He can score for the Red Bulls down in Disney World in a preseason uh, uh, tune-up. He just can't score in the regular season. I just don't get it. Or maybe this is Roy Miller after all. You know? <laughs> well, he no, no, he had a bad, but he had a bad game in that he like apparently I didn't watch the game, but apparently he had a big hand in the goals that Costa Rica gave up. Yes. So my working theory is, since he hasn't had the chance to screw up with the Red Bulls, this is his chance this year. So when he comes back, he's gonna be much better. He'll, he'll get it out of the system. 
Yeah, absolutely. You probably gave Kemar Lawrence the wink. Okay, this one's yours. No. <laughs> and, and apparently Kemar Lawrence has an assist on a, of a, a throw-in, yeah. which which tells me that he needs to start taking all throw-ins near the box from now on. Yes, absolutely. But uh, just to go back on the U.S. game, it was a very good result for the United States, but the performance was just completely crap. Um, I thought DeAndre Yedlin played well. I thought uh, Michael Bradley played very well. I also thought Clint Dempsey, well, he scored both goals, and he was in good positions to score those goals. But I'm, I'm already – I don't care if it's in English or in German. Someone tell Timmy Chandler he's done. Chandler's done. I don't want him on right back anymore. I think he's already – it's over with. All right, so uh... – we are Red Bulls block, so let's get back to uh, to finish this up. Let's get back to you know an actual match that's going to happen. Um, it's kind of, kind of shocking that you know soccer will actually be played this weekend, but the Red Bulls will be hosting the New England Revolution on Saturday. Uh, there was they went to Foxborough earlier this year, two one loss. Uh, coming back with the Revolution this time is former uh, Red Bull Juan Agudelo, who's kind of. Uh, rebroken out with the Revolution since rejoining the squad. Jermaine Jones and Lee Wint are still with the squad, not with the U.S. Gold Cup. Uh, I think uh, there's a little bit of shock in the Revolution area with all three of those players, or none of those players getting uh, called up. But uh, what are your thoughts on the match on Saturday, Dan? Well, obviously Jermaine Jones not being there, that's a big, big plus on the Red Bulls side. Obviously they're missing... Kemar Lawrence, they're also missing Roy Miller and Carl, excuse me, <coughs> sorry, uh, Carl Umet for uh, Gold Cup duty for their respective countries. Um, I, you know, and of course we already know about Duval uh, done for the year with that tibia uh, fracture from the Open Cup game against the Cosmos. But I think right now for the Red Bulls, even though Bunbury, uh, Agadello and Charlie Davies are always going to be a handful. I think right now this is advantage Red Bulls because uh, talking with Dax McCarty at uh, training earlier today, uh, shall I say this past Thursday, uh, whenever you broadcast this uh, podcast, uh, Dax felt that uh, they got bossed around a little bit by the revolution. They got bullied a bit by the revolution because of their physicality. And now with Jermaine Jones, they're on a very, very bad slump at the moment, the revolution. So uh, even though uh, it's uh, it's going to be a Red Bull arena this Saturday, I, I think the, Rev, the Red Bulls will get the victory. It might be a one-goal victory. might be a two-goal victory. But I feel the Red Bulls, uh, I think they're a little bit more, uh, a bit more better on the attack. Defensively, I think they're okay. I mean, we're just going to have to throw out the Columbus game because even though it would have been nice to get a win, and I told this to Truman um, after the Cosmos Open Cup match, I called him up, I said to him, if they draw, I think that would have been a fair result for the Red Bulls and they would have gone 4-1-1. and If they would have beaten the crew to finish off that six-game stretch, you know, 5-1 and is just tremendous. But if they did lose, I'd throw it out because you knew that fatigue was going to come and set in, you know, um, in that game, and it did happen in the middle of the game. Obviously, two non-handball calls uh, did not uh, help them out either, but still, I believe that uh, going 4-2 and two is a great uh, run, and I think they're going to be okay against Revolution. I think no Jermaine Jones. I think they lose some of that. Uh, they'll still be physical, but they won't be as physical as they were uh, when that first matchup came over at Gillette Stadium. Well, what they lost really is just a giant piece of shit. <laughs> Truman, tell it like it is. I, I, I always hold a grudge. Never forget. That's right. Like an elephant. All right. Um, do you guys have any questions? Because we can wrap up. If... No, let's wrap it up. Well, we didn't get a, we didn't get a score prediction from Dan, did we? Oh, that's right. We didn't Come on, man. That's, right. that's okay. Right. Okay, here no, we go. Dan, you have to. You have to we do this scoreline prediction. We are going to see a, a five-goal affair. This will be a tight one, but I feel the Red Bulls are going to come out on top and there will be a 3-2 victory. I believe we will see what a bang, get another one. I see Bradley Wright Phillips converting, and possibly sneaking in will be another wonderful moment from uh, uh, Happy Feet, Toe Tapper, Mike Grella. 
There you go. Wow. I, I think well, can they score three goals in two games? We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> There's probably a few more adjectives you could throw in for Mike Corella, but we were we, we kind of have to get going. Um, all right, so let's see. I'm, I'm, go- I'm usually I have you do this. But I am going to do this because I want to make sure I get everything right here. Uh, I'm, it's more of a test for myself here. Um, you can listen to Dan on Forest Scenes Fire on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can read him at Soccer Newsday, uh, mm-hmm. Fanside. Com. Um, I don't know of anywhere else off the top of my head that you write Actually, for. Actually, it's called Fans Favorites, not Fan Side. Oh. It's Fans Favorites. Oh, I'm sorry. Fans That's okay. okay. That's all right. Don't worry about it. There is a Fan Side, so I'm not... That's uh, Wasson. That's okay. Well, I, look at this way. At least I didn't reference a, un, or a blog that doesn't exist. That could have been worse. <laughs> um, and if you want to follow him on Twitter... It is, and I'm probably going to get this wrong. That's fine. But at D. Feuerstein. That's right. Ooh, I got it right. And it's D F E U E R S T E I N. You are correct, sir. Look at this. You've studied. And I. And I, I don't I, like that 150 episodes in, and Dave's getting better at me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm starting to, to worry. Not good. I have to be better at something. That's right. right. It's not, it's not <laughs> predicting scores. I might as well get better at remembering names. Although, in fairness. We have had Dan on quite a bunch, so it's not like I haven't practiced with his name. That's right. It's it's different. Like if it was just the first time I screwed it up, then it's then it's usual. But like I right. said before, Jay, you're not the first, and you won't be the last. So don't worry. I mean, come on. <laughs> my, my name's Ipico. I mean, people get my. I, I I think it's at least like one in fifteen, one in twenty. They get it wrong the first time. So I I'm used to mining and push all the time. So right. All right. With that. We are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have uh, our third segment of our 150th episode of the Red Bull Rant. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the Red Bull Rant. Once again, I want to thank Dan for coming on. Um, yeah, that's that happened again. Dan loves us. Yeah. Nice. And we love Dan. Yes. All right, so now we got to talk about New England. Uh, Red Bulls have the game coming up on Saturday, July 11th, 7 p.m. start time on MSG and MLS Live, for those of you not in the area like myself. And Pat, and uh, Truman's very happy about that since he gets MSG. So. Um, the last minute, you know, again <laughs> – well, this is an MLS match. So it won't get moved, hopefully. Yeah, I'll talk to those. Anyway, uh, time for predictions. Uh, Pat, you can start us off. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's, you know, Jermaine Jones is kind of the engine that makes this team go for New England. Uh, and with him being out, that's uh, great news to the Red Bulls. Uh, the Red Bulls play really well at home. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, despite the fact that they lost in Columbus, they still didn't look bad. So, you know, I think they're still in good shape here. They're going to get Dax McCarty back, which is a big, uh, a big win. Um, situation is going to be a bit troubling, but I think they can get around it. Um, I'm going to go with a 2-1 win, uh, for the Red Bulls at home and, uh, they'll make a big jump in the very crowded, uh, Eastern Conference up the standings. Yeah, with with England sliding just a little bit, perfect time for Red Bulls to get uh back on the win side. Home, they really played one bad game at home, and that's against Philadelphia. Vancouver, uh, what happened there? A lot of shenanigans on there with missed PKs, and you know they played bad. They beat Real Salt Lake at home, and yeah, like you said, Dax coming back, that's going to be huge. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty well-attended game, I would assume. Live Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, no excuse for it not to have a nice a nice amount of people there. I, I don't know why the Red Bulls shouldn't win this game. I, I, you know, I can't say 2-1 now, right? I would love for them to shut New England. Probably not going to happen. So I guess I'll get crazy, crank it up a little bit, and I'll say 3-1. to one. Um, I am not sure exactly what's going to happen because... You know, I'm not crystal ball or anything. But I'm going to venture guess in that with Jermaine Jones out, a shutout is not outside their own possibility. Uh, if it does happen, I think it's going to be like a one nothing scoreline 
um, because the Red Bulls have, for the most part, have had problems scoring goals this year. So uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the one nothing score line. Um, probably still a little bit of a hangover from uh, the previous, you know, few weeks because that kind of shit just doesn't rub off in a week. It like that stays with you for a while. So I'm gonna go one nothing victory. Uh, let's let's go Antonio Bond scoring again to make it his fourth on the year. Woo! Yeah, wow. wow. All right. Um, and yeah, one nothing victory for the Red Bulls. I I just I I think it's time for a shutout against a good uh, opponent. And uh, to to help leapfrog back up the standings and to get some uh, some good mojo under the uh, Red Bulls. All right, so the Red uh, Bulls games, right? So, oh yeah, absolutely. Let's just hope uh, for it. Let's just hope I have two hours of free time and that uh, <laughs> uh, MLS Live still works in Guatemala. Well, we'll see about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we get to the dumping ground, um, mm. Truman, it's time for your terrible yes. team of the week. Well, well, well. Terrible team of the week. We could look all throughout MLS and look at some results like Toronto getting shut out, which is always hilarious. But listen, when you give up four goals in, a, in less than, what, 20 minutes? Oh, yeah. You are my terrible team of the week, and that team is Japan getting their asses whomped by America. You people didn't see that salute, but I'm saluting right now especially, to the women's team. Especially in a, a World Cup final. Yes. I mean, that... That first goal, yes. Japan panicked. It was full panic mode, two nothing before you that knew it. First, that uh, was the first two goals. It was all panic. Oh yeah, you get a you know you get a third goal. You get the Danny Sapero uh, on the other side of the field. Not a goalie goal, but yeah. still you get that half field goal. You don't recover. You, I mean, they got a couple, but you just don't recover from a four goal deficit that early. Nope. And it was really just a celebration. For, for, 70 minutes. Yeah. 70 minutes celebration. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Uh, the U.S. team was awesome. Great win uh, for Abby, you know, for everybody. It's great to see. Great that the game was close to home. It was in, you know, America Junior. Mm-hmm. America's hat. America's hat. You know, so a lot, of, a lot of U.S. fans got to travel and get to see them win. And then uh, tomorrow morning we'll get to see a parade in the only place you should do a parade, and that's in a year. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely it was great to see you know the U.S. go out you know like that. I mean, I got to admit I didn't pay as much attention to the game after the third or fourth goal, but uh, it was a real fantastic thing to see. And Carly Lloyd, call me, you know, if you want to. Like, <laughs> I'm down with the Jersey girls that are like awesome. So you know, I hope you play for my team. You know, and we should say you know after that, get yourself out. Of- you know, yeah. if you're local, definitely go check them out. This is the perfect you know, to go see a couple uh, World Cup winners and participants. Uh, that Carly Lloyd hat trick, by the way, the sixth only ever between both the men's and women's World Cups in a final match. The first one by a woman. <laughs> there you go. And the fastest World Cup uh, hat trick, I believe. Nice. So, After not be. <laughs> plus, I mean, ha- plus, I mean, come on, how that that fifty something yard goal. To, t- to top it off, I mean, how can you? Yes, the goalie got her hand on it, but my God, that still had to. You had to put something on that to make that shot. So there's got to be a Thug Life video out there, <laughs> there right? I'm sure it's her third goal, it. running, no, 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 no. It's the motherfucking D.I. <laughs> it would only been better if she just if, stood in, if, she, if she just did the Terrell Owens stand in midfield with her hands in the air thing. <laughs> All right, so. On to what is now, as of today, come the dumping ground. Um, <laughs> because apparently we come up with new bits on the fly. Um, so first we'll talk about Matt Miazga um, and Kamar Lawrence, both of whom have been attracting some attention from across uh, across the ocean. Uh, Kamar Lawrence was named the, the left back for uh, Copa America the whole tournament, despite only in the stage uh, by, I think it was one of the BBC writers, um, and Mias is getting some uh, attentions, uh, reported swap with maybe Swansea for somebody. I forget who, which team it was. Uh, that block deal was kind of a bullshit thing if it ever happened. But regardless, there's, they're both getting some attention from across the sea. So what do you guys think? Uh, Pat, you can go first. What, what do you think about them getting attention from abroad? Um, you know, one would be worse than the other. I mean, obviously, if Kamar Lawrence was sold, 
you would hope the Rebels would use that money to, um, you know, strengthen the team elsewhere. And the plus is Roy Mellon back. Um, so you're, you're not putting a huge hole into the lineup if, if he were to be sold. I, you know, I don't want to see him be sold. I, I love the way he's playing, and I'd like to see him play out, you know, another couple of years here with the Red Bulls. Um, but it would not be the end of the world. The Matt Miazga swap, that would be a nightmare. There is a definite correlation between wins and when Matt Miazga plays. That ruining that, um, you know, chemistry that the back line right now has would be a disaster. I mean, will this guy from Swansea be as good? Maybe. But why do you even want to take that chance? It's mid-season. Um, you know, getting more and more like that Matt Miazga will be gone after the season. But, you know, at least get through the season because it, right now it would just be a mistake. I mean, you're, the Eastern Conference is very, very, um, very, you know, very packed and tight. The Rebels could easily finish second place. Uh, I don't know if they're going to catch D.C., uh, but it, it's, yeah, getting rid of Matt Miazga, that would be a, a disaster. And here's my problem. Again, can MLS just – Keep their players. Is that possible whatsoever? (laughs) I'm really getting sick and tired of being a a feeder league. And it seems the real team is this is what they do. They, they develop your Tim Howards, your, uh, your Reams, all the, I mean, we'll see with that. You know, your Josie Alders. Oh, who, by the way, where'd he come back to? Oh, that's right. He came back to LS. I'm, I'm tired of it. Listen, I know this a dozen times, and I have to say it again. If you want to be a legit league, as Don Garber supposedly says he wants to be, he wants to be this top league in the world, you can't keep sending these guys away. Yep. You can't. You have to start somewhere. You have to start at a point where, like, look, this is when we are keeping these guys around. This is when we're going to raise the cap up, give these guys money, they're going to be here, and we're going to create an amazing league, and we're going to create – Great American players. Because last I checked, Landon, Landon Donovan had a pretty good career for the U.S. national team, staying mm-hmm. mostly in the United States for, you know, the biggest percentage of his career, minus a, a fall, went awry, yeah. you know, in Germany. If you, they have to start somewhere, and I'm just getting – I'm getting so sick and tired of hearing about it. Tomorrow Lawrence? Yeah, you know what? Nah, I can understand he is young. Again, you'd hate to see a guy like that go. But we need to – I want to keep these American players around. Is that so wrong? Is that so wrong to keep our guys around in the United States to promote the league and promote the U.S. men's team? I I don't think so. Maybe charge allocation money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's. Well, why don't we come up with a few guys around? Because that's what we need is more wacky rules. Yeah. I was about to say that uh, Miyazaki could probably be a target with that kind of thing next year. Um, I I would – Based on terms of, uh, of how many years of service, I would say he doesn't deserve a max salary cap, but the, based on actual play, he absolutely does since our max salary cap's not that high. Um, well, again, yeah. no, that's the problem. Go ahead. Just worth. Yeah. The yeah, salary I mean, cap, not, it's just it's such nonsense. You'll never compete with this league with the tiniest salary cap. And again, that's 100 times. We're not talking about make no salary cap and go New York Yankees with every team. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to do. But make it a, make it where you can keep stars around. Yeah, I mean, you can't at this point, especially after, what was it, 31 million people watched the Women's World Cup title? Yeah. You cannot say that the interest in soccer exists in this country. It's there. It's arrived. I mean, Colin Cowell, perhaps. I mean, when the, with this Women's World Cup uh, run, if you were listening to ESPN Radio, Every show talks about it. I believe Abby Wambach and Megan did the rounds this morning. And you cannot say the United States does not have an appetite for soccer at this point. Um, you know, it, it's that's what people are waiting for. They're waiting for real players to be in this league. And we have some, but then we have plenty of more who probably shouldn't be playing the game. And I agree. Keeping our young players around would go a long way to that. And, and to transition a little target allocation money, I don't love it. Um, you know, I, I agree. Raise the cap. That makes the most sense. Raise the max salary uh, cap as well. That makes sense. Um, that I do like clause, even though it's a bunch of it's a whole bunch of self agree You know, just one rule, more convoluted rules and everything like that. That I that's what I really hate about it. But I do like that teams have to use that money or trade it away because this will now force teams 
it, it, it could do one or two things. It was an article I read. I forget. I forget. I can't. You know, I don't know who to credit. Unfortunately, it was an article I read today. Or basically, this could do one or two things. It's going to force the penny pinchers to finally spend some money, or it's going to force owners who are penny pinchers like Cronky, uh, you know, um, what's the name, Crafts and Hunt, you know, these guys who have just been penny pinchers forever and seem to be not even realizing, yes, the sport has arrived. It's time to take the next big step forward. Um, it'll force them to either spend or sell. And that's, you know, the the – the good thing uh, that this will is uh, hopefully accomplish. Um, it just makes so much more sense to just raise the cap, you know, ten million, make it ten million. That's not horrible. The teams are already spending that much in DP salaries, right? Right. You know? So why not just legitimate ten fucking million dollars, and uh, you know, and then we're good. We're good. We're gonna have the better league. You know, we might get up to big, I don't know, leagues are roughly sure, like 10 million that. range. Um, it, it, do it. You know, it, the time now, the time is now. Do it. Strike while the iron is hot. I mm-hmm. think is what they say, right? All right. I'm, I'm going to make an addendum, make, make, make an addendum to your, your thing here. It's $10 million cap, but DPs do not count against the cap at all. So that frees up more money for the other players. Cause right now. There you go. The DP takes up uh, the four hundred and something thousand dollars, which is the max salary cap. Right. So you have three of those. You're talking one point two, one point three million dollars against the cap, and the cap's only like five or six million, I think. So I mean, it's like you're already using a fifth of your your cap for three players, and it just creates this unbalance. And then, of course, you're going to go out and spend less on the other players, so you can get you can fill your roster up and have an actual squad to play in games. So you know, if we're gonna be, keep a cap, if we're gonna keep a cap of this designated player stuff, don't count designated players against the cap. I mean, if teams willing to spend money above the cap already. Just what's another four hundred thousand dollars, right? I mean, the Red, the Red Bulls, yeah. Red Bulls paid what four point five million for Tyrion Reed. Do you think they wouldn't have mind paying that extra uh, four hundred thousand dollars and paying the whole thing? Just like, you know. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, you know, if you if you followed the Twitter sphere at all uh, today, I mean, Global Premier Management may represent a bunch of players uh, in the union. Um, you know, they tweeted out today that after visiting with clients, players from six MLS teams in the last week, there was strong discontent with the MLSPU and CBA, a demand for new leadership. So the league has to know it needs to get its act together. I know there's a five-year deal. They can be like, well, we don't do anything for five years. But, you know, they need to capitalize on the growth of this sport that is very, very evident right now. And in five years, if they don't, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight. The MLS players union is not going to blink again. And you know they actually got. If you want, if you want to say like this, this year between the Women's World Cup and the Gold Cup, and granted the Gold Cup is not as prestigious, but those two tournaments back to back and United States winning titles, that is a thing that you can point to and say, you know, soccer is here. We were leak for you because we have we have your starts, and so. MLS and to an extent NWSL both need to capitalize on that this year. And honestly, I don't see MLS doing it because their rules are holding them back. <laughs> was that to me or to them? That was to them. What are you doing? You're chicken. Hey, I'm chicken. Sure. Don Donald. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, anything else you guys want to dump us, dump on us before we uh, get out of here? It's really, really quick. Uh, we'll just close it with this. Atlanta Unity is, takes over his dumbest name. What to say about that? Absolutely. Sorry, Sporting KC. Uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there already is an Atlanta United, by the way. Not an Atlanta United FC. <laughs> Got a tag on that. And uh, the Gold Cup, uh, the good news is that, you know, the U.S. women look pretty terrible at the beginning of the World Cup. So, uh, you know, they just need to peak at the right time. All right. Um... So let's get out of here. Um, you can visit. Ooh, actually, I just remember that. All right, so I actually went ahead and did this nice little thing. Um, there's a service called bit.ly, which allows you to shorten links. So we have nicely written links for you guys instead of these weird, um, unwieldy ones. So let me bring that up for you. All right, so here are some shortened links for you guys. Uh, if you want to read our, or if you want to see our posts on What's Metro, bit.ly slash Red Bull Rant. 
See how nice and clean that is compared to what we had before? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you want to uh, email us during the week, redbullrant at gmail.com, calls at 973-348-5329. Help us by supporting the show at patreon.com slash redbullrant on Facebook. Uh, I did not make a short one for that. So facebook.com slash redbullrant. Twitter at Red Bull Rant, or if you really want to use the bit.ly link for that, bit.ly slash RBR Twitter. See, I'm getting nice fancy with this. Um, at once underscore A underscore Metro for once a Metro, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMAC DA2 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at SoundCloud.com slash Red. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. I have a shortened SoundCloud link. That's the whole point of having this. Um, so instead of that, go to bit.ly slash rbr soundcloud hopefully it's easier to remember for you guys uh, i know it's, i know it's easier to read so all right so with that for pat truman and myself this has been episode number 100 what hey do i get a last word here or what would it be closing oh, the show God. already Shit, you're right come on here come right, on. So last words sorry apart. last words last words go ahead yeah, because i got two jermaine jones is still a piece of shit and win uh, yeah, win, and uh, I'll see you in two weeks. All right, so for Pat Truman and myself, this is now officially the end of episode 150 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lates. Lates.